This is Crime Corner Podcast. Welcome to episode 4. Host Homasa bringing you the crime. On this episode, I have four cases. I have the missing case of Roshan Liao. Missing since 2018. Also, infant killed and five other children injured in fire while their moms were at a nightclub, reports say. Also, a beloved missing American biologist found dead in Greece. And we're going to end up with um, the case of Jeffrey Epstein, which is unraveling right now and is on every headliner. If you have turned on your TV, you will hear about this case. This is very, very controversial. And with that, let's get started. This is the Crime Corner, Episode 4. Let's get this started. And we're going to start with case number 1. Uh, Raushan Liao, missing since July 16, 2018. Uh, He was last seen in San Gabriel, California. He goes by the nickname Tony. His uh, birthday is uh, March 16, 1990. uh, His place of birth is from China. He has a hair black, eyes black. His height is 5'6 and weights around 130 pounds. He's a male, race Asian, nationality Chinese. The FBI is offering a reward of up to $25,000 for information leading to the recovery, alive or deceased, of Mr. Raushan Liao. On July 16, 2018, at approximately 7.30 p.m., Tony Liao was kidnapped in San Gabriel, California by three men. He was last seen entering a dark-colored minivan in San Gabriel. Liao was last seen wearing a dark-colored t-shirt with two camouflage horizontal stripes and camouflage star across the front. Any tips, go and follow the website tips.fbi.gov. We're going to go into a little bit detailed and an update in this case of missing Tony Liao. Two Chinese nationals indicted on federal kidnapping and extortion charges in disappearance of Costa Mesa luxury car dealer. Two men were indicted on federal charges in the disappearance of Costa Mesa luxury car dealer, Rauchen Tony Liao. Age 28 at the time, a Santa Ana resident was kidnapped from a San Gabriel shopping center on July 16th and held for ransom, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. A federal grand jury indicted February 22nd, charged uh, Guanjiao Yang, 25, and Peicheng Shen, 33, both Chinese nationals, whose last known U.S. residents were in West Covina, 
excuse my spelling, my pronunciation. Hey, Sean. <laughs> With kidnapping and conspiracy to kidnapping, attempted extortion, and threat by foreign communication. Yang is thought to have left the United States for China on July 26. Three days later, he was arrested by Chinese authorities on suspicion of Liao's kidnapping, according to the indictment. Shen also is thought to be in China. Liao, also a Chinese national, met several times with a debt collector named David, who said he would help Liao collect the debt from someone for a fee of 20000 to $30,000, the indictment said. Prosecutors alleged that David was Shen based on sketches, cell phone records, and re recovered messages. Two days before his disappearance, Liao took a friend to his second encounter with a debt collector because Liao didn't trust David, the friend told FBI agents. Liao was instructed to go alone to the third and final meeting July 16, the friend told investigators. The friend said he observed Liao's third meeting from afar and saw Liao get into a dark-colored minivan that proceeded to exit the mall parking lot. He didn't hear from Liao again and the next day reported him missing, according to the, uh, to the criminal complaint. Prosecutors alleged that Shen and Yang, who authorities believe introduced Liao to Shen, kidnapped Liao and took him to a house in Corona where he was held in a bedroom closet with his arms and legs bound and his eyes taped shut. The day after his disappearance, Liao's father received photos of his son bound with his eyes taped, the FBI said. Five minutes later, his phone rang. Father, save me, help me. I have been kidnapped, he heard his son say in Mandarin. Then he received a message in, instructing him to deposit two million into three Chinese bank accounts in exchange for Liao's life, according to court documents. The last message said, three hours in Mandarin. Liao's family hasn't heard from their son or kidnapper since the since I'm sorry, the indictment says. Investigators believe Liao died during the kidnapping, the U.S. attorney's officer said. An FBI officer wrote in the criminal complaint that investigators recovered messages between Shen and Yang in the days before and after the disappearance in which they discussed, they discussed taping a person's eyes and mouth and questioned about account numbers. The day after the ransom call, I'm sorry, the day after the ransom call, the indictment alleges Shen and Yang drove to the Meizhou Desert and dumped evidence as possibly Liao's body. They also replaced the, the carpet in the closet where Liao was held. According to the indictment, and Yang performed an internet search on how fast a corpse decomposes in soil. The two kidnapping-related charges carry a maximum penalty of life in federal prison, the U.S. Attorney's Office said. The extortion and threat charges each carry a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. The FBI is offering a reward for information on Liao's whereabouts. Anyone with information about the case can call the FBI Los Angeles Field Office at 310-477-6565. Wow. Bring justice to Roshan. Tony Liao. Wow.
$2 million. That's a lot. Wow. Case number two is a very sad one. This is um, infant killed, five other children injured in fire while their moms were at a nightclub. Authorities in Tennessee are investigating after an apartment fire killed an eight-month-old girl and injured five other children as their mothers were out at a nightclub, according to reports. The Nashville, Tennessean reports that uh, Jerem Jenkins died and her 23-month-old brother and four other children, ages six, four, two, and one, were found injured at the Antioch apartment at 2 a.m. The deceased girl's brother was reported listening in critical condition, listed in critical condition, while the other four children were also hospitalized. Metro Police spokesman Don Aaron said a bystander called 911 after seeing the blaze and spotting a six-year-old running out of the apartment screaming. Uh, the WTBF reported that the fire occurred at the apartment where Jenkins and her brother lived. The other four children reported lived in Linden. According to the news station, firefighters rescued a child from a third floor balcony while Jenkins was pronounced dead at the scene. An arson investigator reportedly confirmed that the fire started in a corner where a candle was burning. While police said the children's mother, ages 23 and 25, were at a nightclub when the blaze occurred, the mothers reportedly claimed they had arranged for a babysitter to stay with the children. The Tennessean report uh, reported that police said the babysitter wasn't at the scene and that they have not been able to corroborate the woman's claims. A woman, a woman claiming to be Jenkins' mother has taken to Facebook in light of Jenkins' death, contradicting many claims made by police and the media regarding Sunday's incident. In a since-deleted video, she claimed people running a GoFundMe for Jenkins don't represent her family and that she was the one to call the ambulance that night, according to the Tennessean. And it says, Y'all stop using my effing child for clout. I made a mistake and I, and I am the only one got to deal with it. We know what happened. My baby is in heaven at peace. She was loved and taken great care of, she wrote in one post. The WTBF reported that most of the damage from the fire was contained to the one unit, but roughly a dozen units suffered water or smoke damage. The life of a baby was lost. An eight-month-old-girl's life was lost, all because a stupid woman wanted to go to a club. Wow. How can you sleep at night knowing that your selfishness act caused the death of your daughter for a night out, for some drinks, for a buzz? Was it worth it? And we continue with our third case of the day. Beloved missing American biologist found dead in Greece. 
Greek officials announced that Dr. Suzanne Eaton, an American scientist who disappeared while attending a conference on Crete, has been found deceased in a cave about 6.2 miles from where she was last seen on July 2nd. Keep Talking Greece reports the molecular biologist, I'm sorry for my uh, pronunciation, uh, body was discovered by local residents near the settlement of Zemodoshori, a village in Chania. The clothing matched the description of what Dr. Eaton was last seen wearing. According to Greek media outlet Flash News uh, GR, the distance of about 10 kilometers from the area where Eaton disappeared from would have been difficult to cover on foot. Her family previously told Crime Online that Eaton was believed to have gone on her daily run between 3 and 5 p.m. when she vanished. As Crime Online reported, Eaton was a senior research group leader at the Max Planck Institute of Molecular Cell Biology and Genetics and professor at the Dresden Technical University. She is a U.S. citizen who has lived and worked in Dresden, Germany for the past 25 years. Dr. Eaton had plans. Oh, that's my dog in the background shaking. <laughs> Dr. Eaton had plans to attend a six. uh six o'clock meeting this evening she disappeared and was believed to have gone on her daily run between three o'clock and 5 p.m on tuesday the scientist's phone passport watch cashed and cycling shoes were found in her room her running shoes and a hot pink running shirt were missing the max planck institute released a statement following eaton's uh, uh, untimely death and it says it is with enormous sadness and regret that we announce the tragic demise of our dearest friend and colleague, Suzanne Eaton. The police recovered her body during the evening of 8th of July. The authorities have not yet com completed their investigation regarding the events that may have transpired on Tuesday afternoon, 2nd of July, and we will provide further updates as we receive information. We are deeply shocked and disturbed by the tragic event. Suzanne was an outstanding and inspiring scientist, a loving spouse and mother, an athlete, as well as a truly wonderful person beloved to us all. Her loss is unbearable. Our thoughts and prayers are with her husband, Tony, her sons, Max and Luke, and with all her family. Investigators are working to determine the woman's cause of death and if foul play was involved. Eaton is survived by two sons and a husband. According to family, she spent much of her childhood in Arm Armonk, New York, and in California. She attended Brown, Brown University and earned her PhD from UCLA, studying immunoglobulin gene transcription. Wow, the death of uh, a beloved missing American. She was missing and they found her um, dead in Greece. We'll see what um, what's the conclusion of her death. Rest in peace. This is case number four, the last case of the day. We're going to be talking about Jeffrey Edward 
Epstein. This is breaking news everywhere at the moment right now. He is an American financer and registered sex offender. Epstein began his career at the investment bank Bear Stearns before forming his own J. Epstein and Co. He lives in the United States Virgin Islands. In 2008, Epstein was convicted of soliciting an underage girl for for prostitution. Whoa for which he served 13 months in custody with work release. Oh, isn't that nice? (laughs) With work release. (laughs) Okay. Work release. Which meant he was allowed to spend 16 hours a day outside of prison. Isn't that nice? Epstein was arrested again in July 6th. Oh, let me guess for what? Unfettered charges for sex trafficking of minors in Florida and in New York. In his early life, Ivesen was born on 1953 in Brooklyn, New York, to a Jewish family and uh, grew up in Coney Island. Ivesen's father worked for the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation. After graduating from Lafayette High School in 1969, he attended classes at Cooper Union and dropped out in 1971. He later attended the Corn Institute of Mathematical Science at New York University, but left without receiving a degree. Jeffrey's younger brother, Mark Epstein, graduated from Cooper Union's School of Art in 1976 and has been involved in real estate as the owner of OSA Properties. Epstein taught calculus and physics at the Dalton School in Manhattan from 1973 to 1975. In 1976, Epstein started work as an options trader at Bear Stearns where he worked in the special products division advising high net worth clients on tax strategies. Providing successful in his financial career, Epstein became a limited partner at Bear Stearns in 1980. In 1982, Ipsen founded his own financial management firm, J. Ipsen & Co., managing the assets of clients with more than $1 billion in net worth. In 1996, Ipsen changed the name of his firm to the Financial Trust Company and for tax advantages, based it on the island of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. In 2003, Ipsen bid to acquire New York Magazine. Other bidders were advertising executive Donnie Deutsch, investor Nelson Platz, media mogul, and New York Daily News publisher Mortimer Zuckerman, and then film producer Harvey Weinstein. They were ultimately outbid by Bruce Wazernstein, a longtime Wall Street investor banker who paid $55 million. In 2004, Epstein and Zuckerman committed up to $25 million to finance Radar. A celebrity and pop culture magazine founded by Mayor Roshan, Ivesen and Zuckerman were equal partners in the venture Roshan, as its editor-in-chief retained a small ownership stake. And we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna go through this criminal process proceedings. In March 2005, a woman contacted Florida's Palm Beach Police Department and alleged that her 14-year-old stepdaughter 
had been taken to Epstein's mansion by an, by an older girl. There, she was allegedly paid $300 to strip and massage Epstein. She had allegedly undressed but left the encounter wearing her underwear. Police began an 11-month undercover investigation of Epstein, followed by a search of his home. The Federal Bureau of the Bureau of Investigation, excuse me, also became involved in the investigation. Subsequently, the police alleged that Epstein had paid several escorts to to perform sexual acts on him. Interviews with five uh, alleged victims and 17 witnesses under oath, a high school trans a high school transcript, and other items found in Epstein's trash. And home allegedly showed that some of the girls involved were under the age of 18. The police search of Epstein's home found large numbers of photos of girls through the house, some of whom the police had interviewed in the course of their investigation. So, we're going to go to his conviction and sentencing. In June of 2008, after Ibsen pleaded guilty to a single state charge of soliciting prostitution from girls as young as 14, he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. Instead of being sentenced, instead of being sent to state prison like the majority of sex offenders convicted in Florida, what a surprise! Ibsen was housed in a private wing of the Palm Beach County Stockade. He was able to hire his own security detail and was allowed to work release to his downtown office for up to 12 hours a day, six days a week. He served 13 months before being released for a year of probation. While on probation, he was allowed numerous trips on his corporate jet to his homes in Manhattan and the U.S. Virgin Islands. At release, he was registered in New York State as a level three, which is a high risk of reoffenders, uh, sex offender, a lifelong designation. Epstein has been registered sex offender since 2008. Nasty pig. On June 18, 2010, Epstein, form, uh, former house manager Alfredo Rodriguez, was sentenced to 18 months incarceration after being convicted on an obstruction charge for failing to turn over to police and subsequently trying to sell a journal in which he had recorded I've seen activities. FBI Special Agent Christina Pryor reviewed the material and agreed it was information that would have been extremely useful uh, in investigating and prosecuting the case, including names and contact information of material witnesses and additional victims. The case was scheduled to be examined in court in December in December of 2018 as part of the case uh, of the state civil lawsuit by attorney Bradley Edwards against Epstein. Uh, the trial was expected to provide victims with their first opportunity to make their accusations publicly. However, the case was settled on the first day of the trial with Epstein apologizing to Edwards. Other terms of the settlement were confidential. An additional long-running lawsuit is pending in federal court aimed at vacating the federal plea agreement on the grounds that it violated victims' right. 
On April 7, 2015, Judge Kenneth Mera ruled that the allegations made by the alleged victims, uh, victim Virginia Roberts against Prince Andrew had no bearing on the lawsuit by alleged victims seeking to reopen Epstein's non-prosecution plea agreement with the federal government. The judge ordered that allegations to be struck from the record. Judge Mera made no ruling as to whether claims by Robert are true or false. There was an effort to add Robert, Roberts and another woman as plaintiffs to the case. Mera specifically said that Roberts may later give evidence when the case comes to court. Uh, so on February 21, 2019, the senior judge of the United States District Court for the Southern District of Florida, Kenneth Mera, said federal prosecu prosecutors violated the law by failing to notify victims before they allowed him to plead guilty to only the Florida offense. The judge left open what the possible remedy could be. On March 11, 2019, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit gave parties one week to provide good cause as to why the summary judgment and the case documents should remain under seal, without which they would be unsealed on March 19, 2019. Wow. So I guess he's going to be having some trafficking charges as well. Um, on July 6, 2019, Epstein was arrested at Teterboro Airport in New Jersey on sex trafficking charges. According to witnesses and sources, about a dozen FBI agents broke down the door to Epstein's Manhattan townhouse, the Her Herbert North Stratus house, uh, with a search warrant. Two days later, prosecutors uh, with the Public Corruption Unit of the Southern District of New York charged him with sex trafficking and conspiracy to trafficking minors for sex. Court documents allege that at least 40 underage girls were brought into Epstein's mansion for sexual encounters. Judge Kenneth Mera is currently deciding whether the non-prosecutor agreement that protected uh, protected Epstein from the more serious charges should still stand. They should definitely stand. Put this pig in jail for the rest of his life. Epstein owned a private Boeing 727 jet and traveled in it frequently, logging 600 flights in hours a year, usually with guests on board. Epstein's plane has been nicknamed the Lolita Express by the media due to his conviction and the accusations of sexual involvement with underage girls made against him. Wow. Ipsen was longtime acquaintance of Prince Andrew, Tom Barrick, Woody Allen, Katie Couric, Donald Trump, Chris Tucker, Kevin Spacey, and Bill Clinton, to name the least. Put this pig in jail. Oh my God. Definitely more will be revealed. Stay tuned, my crime stoppers. Stay tuned. And we have come to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for being a listener and for joining me on episode four. It feels great to bring you the prime. Thank you so much for being a listener. I am Homasa. Stay tuned. I will be bringing you more new cases. If you guys 
like hearing these uh, mysteries, crime stories, whatnot, please leave a comment, share the love, share the podcast, uh, share the crime, uh, help solve one of these mysteries, unsolved cases, you know, you never know. So with that, I am Homasa, bringing you the crime. Remember, be safe, lock your doors, and don't forget to look both ways before crossing the street. This is Crime Corner Podcast. Be safe, guys. Till next time.